This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we are live. Another edition of Advantage Connors. As always, your host, Brett Connors, here with my co-host, Jimmy. What's going on today? Yeah, it's another another day, beautiful in Santa Barbara, sun shining. Uh, you, you know, the this, this sum, summer's over. Uh, the last uh, Grand Slam in, in men's tennis at the, at the U.S. Open, uh, that's in the past. Uh, days are starting to get shorter, and uh, you're starting to, to roll into autumn and wintertime. Uh, I, I got to admit, I don't, I don't like that. I, I like it when the, the sun's up until, uh, uh, you know, 8 o'clock or so, and we have a nice sunset. But uh, the longer days better are, are better for me. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a big fan of the short days in, in the winter. But to be honest, you wouldn't know it was fall or wintertime coming here soon. If you looked out the window, it's about 78 degrees and sunny down here in L.A. How's it up there in Santa Barbara? Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, we're suffering. <laughs> it's uh, it's about the same. It's beautiful, and you know, it's uh, you know, I, I was reading an article the other day, uh, better in the paper about uh, you know, the heat that we've had uh, around the country, and and you know, I was uh, uh, reading the article, and I, I didn't really take you know into consideration, you know, a lot of the you know a lot of schools are are, are back, and and uh, you know, a lot of the schools don't aren't, aren't air conditioned and. You know, with the heat and, you know, these kids going into classrooms, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I remember back in Illinois when uh, when I was growing up, you know, starting and in, in, uh, right after Labor Day and, and uh, that heat for a while, it was uh, it was rough, sometimes tough to keep your concentration like that. But, uh, you know, the kids are kids are back in school and, uh, uh, you know, summer's over. Man, it's gone quick. Oh, can't believe it. It's gone quick, but fall means football. And talk to me. Did you see any of the games over the weekend this past weekend? There's some crazy comebacks. Yeah. Uh, well, your your Dolphins had one mm-hmm. that uh, I think uh, uh, I think that's got to give you a little confidence in in your quarterback there, doesn't it? Now, I mean, uh, uh, wasn't it up in the air? Was you know how is he? Is he good? You know, they gave up draft picks to get him and. You know, after his showing on the weekend, what, what uh, three three touchdowns and uh, uh, coming from behind, and uh, that's, that's pretty strong performance. Six total, six total, six total. almost uh, four hundred, something like four hundred sixty nine yards. Um, yeah, they they didn't start well. They gave up the opening kickoff, and they gave up an eighty yard run to uh, to Lamar Jackson. They gave up a long pass, so down twenty one going into the fourth. Um, but we didn't stop. Tua kept going, uh, and so did the receivers. Hill and Waddle are ridiculously good. So yeah, came yeah, back. Uh, it's been it's been a long time since the Dolphins have had two guys that have put up those kind of numbers, right? 
uh, probably not since super duper and oh, no one's ever yeah, put up right. those kind of numbers but not since we've had yeah. the, the marx brothers of clayton and duper back in the 80s early 90s when those guys were going but, off with marino yeah they were exciting that was exciting yeah. and, and uh, geez it seems to well you know let's don't let's don't get ahead of ourselves but that's got to be you know for the dolphins and you know i keep saying that you for uh for an forever fan of the dolphins since you were you know, two or three years old. I mean, you have stuck with them, but it's got to be encouraging to see, you know, what kind of team you have so far. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm wearing my Dolphin shirt right now, pathetically, as we <laughs> sit here recording, but uh, it gives me uh, hope, uh, confidence. I'm not getting over my skis too far because we've got the Bills this week at home and the Bills look like they might be the best team in football so far this year. Um, and that's a rivalry going back, you know, decades. Um, but it, to talk about Tua, it was just gratifying because for two, three years, people, he's, he's eaten a lot of shit. People have talked a lot mm. of shit about him and all, I mean, he's, but coming into this year, he's got a win. He's had a winning record. He hasn't had a lot of, uh, of weapons. You know what I mean? Like he kind of got thrown in there probably too early his rookie year. Uh, you know, coming into this year, his, his top receiver Besides last year, he had Waddle, but Parker had been hurt in and out, no running game. You know, Gesicki was kind of their only target in the passing game. And so now you throw Hill in there. They got a couple of good running backs with Mosert and uh, and Edmonds from Arizona coming in. So now there's some weapons. And so now it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, let's see how he can do. You know, let's Boy. let's actually analyze his performance on on uh, on what he does when he actually has some people to throw to. And, and then our coach, McDaniels, the new guy that we, we got from San Francisco, the young kid seems to – to know how to put the ball in his hand and, and to get it quick out to the, to the receivers who are, you know, great across the middle. And I mean, I'm just happy for him because everyone's shit on him for three yeah. years. And then now all the hacks, all the hacks, can I say that hard enough? All the hacks <laughs> who have all have been dogging him for three years are now coming around and like hedging their bets going like, well, yeah. this is his breakout year. See, it's just so either way. They're going to say they told us. So it yeah, kind of makes me want to puke. But, oh God! You know, but, but for but, one you know week, the good thing, the good, the good thing is, is you know, for him to, you know, to have that confidence, all, all that, uh, that kind of performance that he had last week, you know, is is going to give him confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that, uh, you know that, not only in himself but also in his, in his teammates and his players that, uh, you know, he has the confidence to go to, and they're going to, you know, uh, do whatever they can to, you know, to help him out too. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, you know, I, you know, it's. it's it's interesting, you know, talking, you know, team competition with me, uh, you know, and, and you know, if, uh, if you're interested in team competition, they've got the uh, uh, the President's Cup on TV for golf right now. But, but you know, team, team competition, uh, you know, and having to rely and depend on, you know, other players and, you know, how did they sleep last night? Do you know, how, uh, any, any arguments with, you know, with, uh, with the family or any, you know, uh, any right. problems that they've had or, you know, so many things you know, can go through your mind and affect you. And, you know, when you're relying on, you know, uh, you know, in basketball, four other guys on the floor with you or football, you know, with 11 other guys on the, on the field and, and, uh, you know, worrying about that. But when they all come together and, and they play uh, uh, team, teamwork, you know, you know, the, everybody on the same page, pretty fun to watch. I, I, I will say it's, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and to see, you know, the, the fourth quarter of that, that was, uh, that was pretty exciting. I'll be honest. That, that almost got me back into laying a bet. Yeah, I, right. still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. Someone tells me you might flirt with that as the season goes on, but I mean, yeah, I, I was at work. They were down 21. I left work. I came home. They were down 
14, and right as I turned it on, they score. I, I came home, I threw my jersey on. I have a two a jersey, of course. So I came home, I threw <laughs> it on. They scored like two minutes later. And then they get, they get, make them, they get the ball back, make them go three and out, and boom, another, another long pass. I'm like, it's the jersey. Like, I put the jersey on, and they scored two touchdowns. Like, like, you know, I'm like jumping around, going crazy, and Melina's looking at me like I'm nuts. You know, because she's never like I have. There's never been. I've never seen a game like that before, especially the way it's set up. And I'm like, you know, it's just there's there's so few games in the NFL. You know, there's only 17 games, and you know you're gonna win some easy, you're gonna lose some bad. There's like you know, so there's this so much law of averages, and and then all the stuff that goes into eating shit when your team is bad. You know, it's just like so gratifying when you actually get like a moment where like it all right. comes together and it all lines up and you're just like, wow, you know, like it's so funny how much it can positively affect you when it's like, you know, it's these other guys. I'm not really on the team. I, you know, I say we, it's not me, it's them, you know, but you yeah, still but, feel you know, like in, part of it. In a way, in a way it is you. I mean, you know, you, you being a fan, I mean, that's what, uh, you know, that's why stadiums are sold out. Uh, you know, that's why, you know, uh, winning the U S open, uh, in, in, for me a couple of times, you know, uh, you know, it, it wasn't them in the stands, but they helped me win, right. you, you know? So, I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta give, you know, the fans are, are a bit, such a big part of it, you know, uh, you know, during COVID you got to look at, you know, stands were empty, you know, right. how, how do you like playing in front of that? Yeah, you know, I mean, you still go out and you're going to give it your best and and everything, but you you like that feedback. You like, you know, when you do something good, when you make uh, a spectacular reception or a great pass or a unbelievable move to get into the end zone. You you want that that response from you know from the fans, mm -hmm. and and all that does is drive you to get you know to be better and to you know and say you know God, what a feeling that was. I want to go and try to do that again. But so you know, when you say we, you're right. It is you know what is we, but uh, but. Sometimes that we is a big factor in uh, in winning some of those games like that. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that was a fun one. I'm, I'm happy for him, but I'm not I'm not expecting that every week. I mean, he's going to have good weeks and have bad, but just to know that the potential for that is there and that he's got some weapons now, it's uh, it's going to be more of a fun year going forward. Um, well, you're 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 two weeks into it, and and uh, and you got a smile on your face. Uh, it, uh, so, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about them a week after week because I know. <laughs> Uh, you know, you say Molina saw you jumping around, but, uh, you know, but we, we kind of been watching that for about, oh, I don't know, 40 years now, Right. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the way you, you, the way you re you react to, to your dolphins and, uh, you know, you, and, and you take it to heart. I, I get it. I mean, you, you take it to heart when they perform well, you're up and you're, you're yeah. excited, but, but, uh, when they have a tough day, it affects you. Yeah. It does. La oh, last sport. I actually really, uh, have that with, there's no, I've kind of started to bail on other team sports and then following it and caring and worrying about the calls and then the umpire and it's just like oh god dude like start to kind of like age out of that a little bit but yeah. with uh but with the nfl like it's only 17 days out of the year and, and i can make time for it and, and it's fun to play fantasy football with my work buddies so it's good a couple other big games the jets came back flacco elite again yeah. elite four touchdowns for leading the jets come back from down 13 in like the last two minutes and then, uh, you know, you, you see, you see, you see uh, names from the past come up like that. And it's kind of exciting, <laughs> you yeah. know, to, you know, uh, they, he's been around for a while and, you know, he's, he's moved from team to team and, uh, you know, now, you know, and, and, uh, you know, let's face it, we have, if New York has some good teams and that, that kind of adds some excitement and, and, uh, uh, you know, more thrills to, 
you know, to the to the games too. But you know, you said that you play the Bills and they've been uh, tough on you a long time. Uh, you know, you also played the Patriots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I know Brady's not there. He's with with Tampa Bay, but still, the Patriots are the Patriots, and yeah. uh, you know, all, always you know, always good wins. Better, you know, when you win to look at the positives, I guess. Right. I mean, we're we're like five and a half point <laughs> underdogs in our own house, so it might, it might we might not win, but it, hopefully, we keep it close. Those points might not be a bad play. And uh, Kyler Murray let it come back against the Raiders. I mean, he's pretty damn good. So. Uh, the NFL is exciting. What else is going on? Anything else you want to get into some questions? I don't really. Yeah, want- you know, we've kind of slided uh, slided our fans the last couple of weeks. We, you know, we, the last couple of weeks we kind of went a little overtime. We got into to talking and some good discussions and and things, and we 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 had some long ones. And and uh, you know, I hope you didn't mind that out there, the fans that uh, you know listening to that. But uh, let's go to some questions now. It's a good idea. All right, cool. Here's one. Since you love your golf, I know we do. What similarities are there, if any, between the mechanics of consistently hitting the, the sweet spot on a tennis racket and the sweet spot on a golf club face? Oh, well, I, I think, uh, you know, going back, the, the, the mechanics of, of uh, golf are, are much more important than the mechanics of tennis. Uh, you know, you have to be precise, even though you're hitting a ball that's, you know, sitting, you know, when you're driving, uh, sitting on a tee, sitting still, waiting for you to, to come up and just you know send it on its way, uh, but if you if you don't have the right mechanics and 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 uh, kind of taught right from the beginning, it's tough to figure out how to come back and square the club and and to hit the ball solid. Uh, in, in in tennis, it's almost you know you're hitting a ball on the move, so you don't have as much time to think. Which I think uh, in, in golf uh, sometimes is a detriment. Uh, you know, to me especially, if I have too much time to think, then too many thoughts go through my head and, and, and I might as well just take the ball and roll it because I, it's not going to go anywhere anyway. But uh, in tennis, it's more re- uh, reaction and uh, the ball moving and, and uh, you know, sometimes getting the ball back any way you can. But in golf, if you don't have the right mechanics, you know, when I, when I first started playing golf, Brett, uh, I actually started playing and, and uh, I, I play right-handed. I'm a lefty naturally. But but uh, but I started playing right-handed, and my golf swing, and it still is today, pretty much like my two-handed backhand was. Mm-hmm. And and uh, now now that's not right. I know that's not right. But for me, it's comfortable. And and uh, you know, being self-taught, I didn't really learn the right way. But you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. But uh, listen, the, the the main thing, and, and the question is right: hitting the ball uh, square is in tennis and golf if you do that then then uh you know that's really my main concern to hit the ball you know is is in the middle of the club face if i can and then go go find it wherever right. it goes well the interesting thing about tennis is like uh whether or not you hit it in the sweet spot of the racket depends on your feet more than it does like your actual like swing right like you well, have to get yeah, yourself in position. Helps. Like it's all about the footwork. Like if your footwork is lazy, you you can shank it all over the racket in the frame, you know? So you're, you're constantly having to like worry about the movement side. Whereas golf, like you said, you initiate everything, you know, you're standing, you know, kind of still, and then you, you turn and you, you fire away. But uh, it, it is an interesting, um, you know, similarity because they both have this small sweet spot that you're always trying to hit. You know. Yeah, I mean it's it, it, it's different. I mean uh, the the equipment certainly has changed in golf and tennis. 
the the rackets are, are bigger uh, and uh, the golf clubs are bigger. So, you know, for for amateurs, uh, for, you know, guys like me, you know, to, to have that in, in golf, it just gives me a little more confidence looking down and seeing something of size, you know, that uh, say, okay, you know, I, you know, geez, if I miss the ball with something this big, something's really wrong, hmm. you know, kind of thing. But, uh, and, and it's the same with tennis, but, you know, back when, when I first started, you know, with the wood rackets and then, you know, the T2000 and, and up until the mid eighties when, uh, midsize and oversized rackets came in and also golf clubs too. Uh, you know, the sweet spot was so small, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, so, you know, you're right, you know, the preparation and the footwork and, and, you know, the timing of, uh, of the shot was, uh, was, was so important. And, and, uh, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, and, and, and that, even though that holds true today, I think uh, with the oversized equipment, I think it uh, allows a, a few more little errors that you can get by with. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, but I think you're right. I think in golf, one thing that stands out is that a lot of the guys that play at the highest level aren't using big clubs. I mean, they are on the driver, you know, and stuff like that. But like they're like they're irons. They might be an old set of like blades that they've like painted over with their new sponsor like Tiger used to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they play with like difficult clubs to play with. But in tennis, right. like a lot of the pros have this gigantic like Babolat racket or like whatever, like, you know, huge frames and they're like the best players in the world. You know what I mean? Like like a guy like Fed, Fed played with that old Wilson like pro staff frame up until just whatever it was five, six, seven years ago. Remember when he went through the right. racket yeah. change and, and all that stuff, he was just kind of playing with like a, you know, a pretty old school a Wilson staff, I think, you know, so that in that right. way that it's similar, like he had, he's like, yeah, there's all these like huge frames out here, but like, I'm still playing with old reliable, like blades, like, you know, like, like a golfer would do. So I think right. it, it's kind of cool to see because equipment it's different, you know, golf and tennis are different than other sports and football. Your equipment is like, it's like your cleats and your pads and, and your helmet and, and your shoes and basketball. But with tennis, you actually have like sticks and like you can, you know, make them the way you want with lead tape and you shave this mm-hmm. and you do that, bend the angle here and you do all these different things to, to, you know, fit your specific swing. And, uh, and I think that's, what's so great about it because there's, it's like endless, like that stuff, you can tinker and tanker away with clubs and, and your racket and, and try and, you know, test it and, and trial and error. And, and that's what makes it such a great games. Yep. And, and also, you know, the more tinkering you do that, that's, uh, you know, for me, I, I tinker every night because it's, uh, it's, it's an excuse why I played poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have enough lead tape on that one. I better put more lead tape on that. That's why I hit that one to the right, 40 <laughs> yards right. But uh, yeah, but, but it, it, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's, uh, it's good to try to figure it out, uh, you know, and what clubs are the best for you going and getting uh, fitted for your clubs now is, uh, you know, you always hear that, but you know, the, in reality, if you go and, and, and they are uh, made specific for your height, your swing and everything, it certainly does help. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. What's next? Next, 
Okay, what type of training routine did you do before major, including diet, like how many hours a day? Was it like, was it different? You know, when there was a major coming up, did you go like, okay, you know, clear the slate and now now we, we got to get ready for Wimbledon or we got to get ready for the U.S. Open compared to like a regular like one week event? To be honest, when, uh, when, when Wimbledon was over that next day, I started preparing for Wimbledon the next year. Uh, when the U.S. Open was over, I was preparing for the U.S. Open that next day. Uh, and and to, to do that, that meant that, that I wasn't going to do anything out of the ordinary the week before because that's, that's what got me there. You know, I didn't want to train harder. I didn't want to play longer. I didn't want to start jumping rope longer or jogging or whatever. I, I, I always used to see guys at Wimbledon or, or the US, U.S. Open you know, jumping rope and jogging and all that. And I said, oh, I got you. You're not in shape, <laughs> you know? So, you know, you're never going to get in shape the week before. It's a 365-day-a-year job, uh, you know, to to be prepared. And, and you know, going back, uh, the one thing that I'm, I'm probably most proud of, Brett, is, is that uh, I was always prepared for every match. I mean, I don't think I ever lost a match because I was tired. Uh, I, I was always in good enough shape. Uh, you know, you go out and you try to reach as, as great a perfection as you can day after day. But, you know, sometimes that's 90 percent. Sometimes it's 70 percent. Once in a while you get 110 percent. But the idea is that, you know, when you walk out there, you're as prepared as you can be. And and I never did any uh, other training uh, before the Open. The only thing I did was not, I very often. uh very, or very seldom I would play an event before before a major the week before I would rather you know get used to the surroundings and practice a little bit and and uh, and be rested and ready to play but uh, uh, outside of that uh, you know my diet you know I, I ate anything anything and everything yeah I came from you know the Midwest and I was a meat and potatoes kid and you know I, you know going back and you know, getting up and you know, I, I can tell you what I ate. I'd get up every morning. I'd have a bacon, lettuce and tomato sandwich and, you know, and uh, and, and get ready. And then I'd go practice and, and then I'd come back and and then, uh, you know, I, I'd eat a, a, another late breakfast or, or, or an early lunch and, and I'd have a cheeseburger, you know. And then and then before, you know, and, and then before I went over there, uh, four hours before I'd leave, I'd have another meal. I, I was eating four and five times a day. But. You know, I was I was never conscious of of well, I, I better eat uh, some vegetables or I better eat some you know pasta or I better do this. I mean, I was it was more you know what I wanted to eat and and uh, I was comfortable with that. You know, but today is different. I mean, you guys are traveling with a nutritionist and they're traveling with a trainer and they're traveling with you know a psychologist and they're you know I mean they're traveling with you know six and seven people and 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 uh, you know they they have those guys to you know, to plan the menu and to do all that, you know, back in, back in the day, you know, that wasn't part of, a, a part of me doing that. So mm -hmm. yeah, times have changed. You know, the guys are, uh, you know, they have every opportunity on, uh, you know, with every part of the game, right. you know, all games, you know, to, to be as good, if not better than you should be. And it's just up to them to take advantage of it. You said something that, that stood out. Um, talk to me about, what did you have to do to learn how to win when you aren't 110%? Because I think you see that with a lot of like young players where like when they come out and the serve's going in and they're getting the weak return and they're firing the big forehand winner and then they grab the ball and they go do it again and they go do it again. It's super easy, you know? 
Like right. every, it's super easy. Like when I go out there and everything's going the way I want it to, it's perfect, you know? But then like, that's not how the game always goes. The other guy on the other side's trying to do the same thing as you are. So eventually there's that push and pull with like the competition, you know, and there's sometimes where you're not healthy, you know, the, the day before you right. played a long three setter. So you're only really 85% instead of a hundred or you tweaked your blank a week ago, or you're fighting with your girlfriend, all the different things that could come up that could make you not 110%, which is a lot of stuff. So how do right. you mint? That's like a huge mental thing. It seems like, cause like physically it just is what it is. You wake up. Do I feel good? It's like with golf. Sometimes you go and you, you're on the range before and you're like, dude, I'm hitting it good today. It feels good. The putting is rolling. And then there's sometimes where it's like, dude, is this like real? Like, am, do I have three arms or one? Like what's, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. You what know, is it? That, How did you learn that to do goes that? Through your mind, brother. That that's called life, <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, you know, so, but, but uh, you know, I, I've mentioned many times and, and I've talked to you about it, uh, you know, my, my piece uh, uh, was going out and playing tennis. You know, that was, you know, my getting away from, you know, a lot of, a lot of that. Uh, and, you know, that's why I don't think I minded playing, you know, four and five hour matches because it was, you know, my solace space, even though there was 25,000 people there and, you know, hopefully millions and millions more on TV you know, watching, it was, it was my, you know, my quiet place, you know, to, to go, but, but, uh, learning, learning to, to win when you're only 70%, it's, it's not, it's not something you learn. Yeah. It's, it's something that, that comes to you. If you're trying to force that feeling uh, of, 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 of grinding out a match or closing a match from, you know, or coming back from two sets to love and, and, and then getting in the fifth and being down and then trying to come back again. If you're trying to force that feeling of, of uh, winning when you're not at, you know, 100%, you'll never find it. And, and, and it's interesting in, uh, because, you know, you, you always are, or I could always find something somewhere to, to make me dig deeper. Uh, you know, no, you know, no matter what that was, you know, so, you know, sometimes it was just, you know, myself berating myself. And sometimes it was looking back, you know, to where I was growing up. Sometimes it was, you know, something somebody said or, you know, something I forgot to do or, you know, there, I could always find something, you know, to to make me, you know, go go a little bit longer or dig a little bit deeper or try a little bit harder. Uh, and and but I don't I don't recommend that, you know, that that's brutal. You know, to, you know, to have to figure that out and, and, you know, and, 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 and be walking over, you know, for a changeover and, you know, and, and smacking yourself on the head or, you know, or on the leg or whatever and, and saying, you know, listen, you piece of shit, you know, get off your head, you know, get moving. I mean, you know, it's, but, you know, for me, it worked, you know, and, 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 you know, I was criticized for it. You know, people didn't like it. They didn't like my attitude. You know, but I, I wasn't there to win a popularity contest. I, I was there to try to figure out a way to win a tennis match. And, and if that's what it took for me, so be it. You know, uh, but, but everybody was different. McEnroe was different. Borg was different. Stasi was different. Pilas was different. Panada was different. You know, all the, the great Americans that I played with, uh, from Ash to Smith to Tanner to Godfrey to Stockton, you know, everybody had their own way of being able to push or drive themselves. You know, but but not everybody was good at going over the edge, you know, and 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 uh, uh, figuring out, you know, if I if I can go a little bit further, 
you know, what, where would that take me? You know, and, and, you know, pushing it that little bit further. I was never afraid of that, uh, you know, to do that. And, you know, it, it paid off sometimes and it didn't. But, uh, but you know, at, at least I was giving myself a chance. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's funny, though, because some people, when they push, you know, like they, they find that happy medium, you know, but like if they push too far, it goes the other way on them. You know, like where you, you watch you and, and Mac go crazy out there and then the match turns in your favor. You know, where like somebody else losing their mind, you're like, oh, shit, he's done. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's yeah. like three all in the fourth, in the fifth set or something. And he's, someone like starts pointing at a call and they start bickering with the ump. You're like, dude, he's gone. You know, like cause right. he'll, he'll think about it for f- 10 minutes and the match will be over. But but with you guys and, you know, uh, different people, you know, what is it that makes you able to thrive when you kind of push past that that area that most people reside in? Yeah, I, I think, you know, for, for me, you know, I, I could I could get upset and and, uh, uh, and and let it go. I'd get it out of my system and, and then I'd get down, you know, the next point I'd be down to business and, and, you know, doing what I had to do, which was, you know, keep keeping my mind on, you know, trying to win the point and play the best tennis I could. A lot of guys couldn't do that, you know, and, and you know, my my very, very, very good friend, uh, uh, Nasty, uh, Ily Nastasi, he, he was not good at that. You know, he would uh, he he would go off a little bit and and get a little bit upset, but he'd carry it for four, three or four games, maybe even a set. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you know, if you if you if you're going to go for two or three games, you know, you that that's hard to give away, hard to come back from. Yeah, and and uh, so, you know, some guys are are good at uh, it. It, uh, geez, and I hate saying this word, focus, refocus. I hate that word. You know, but 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 I I guess. To be able to get your your timing and your concentration and your thoughts collected after you blow your stack, uh, you know, and 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 do that, you know, there was, you know, is is uh, you know, is a trait, I guess. And uh, because if you look at a lot of guys, most of the guys can't do it. You're right. You yeah. know, they they get upset, and you look at them and say, you know, time to move on. He's done. Right. So. Well, in tennis, like it's a it's a weird scoring because like you look at it and it's like he beats him six twos and two and three or whatever. But when you break down like the points, you know, you, when you look at matches, there's not a ton of points that will separate a lot of matches. Even if it's like a six four six three match, it might only be like 10, 10, 10 points, eleven point difference or something, you know? Right. Because certain right. points are what determine the match. Because there's this kind of like rhythm to the match where people are going to hold because you have the advantage serving and back and forth and, and then you know like it comes down to these very specific matches so when you look at like a score of points it almost looks like an, a, an nba or a college basketball score line where it'll be like 87 yeah, to but, 74 <laughs> but but it's, it's it's interesting and, it, and it's a very good point because it, that's why every you, you play every point like it's your last mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not every game it's not every set it's every point like it's your last because you said it you know, it might come down to only four or five points over the course of a match, right. uh, you, you know, where, you know, where, where you come out. But those are the points that make a difference. The, the points where, you know, you maybe grind it out and you, and you figure out a way to win a point where you've been totally out of it, you know, or, you know, because I was always told that you got to make the ones you're supposed to. And then and then a few of the ones that you're not. Those right. are the key and, and that uh, that I was always. Uh, told about that if you can make a few shots or win a few points that you know nobody ever thought you could win and you were totally out of it you come back and, and you're you're lucky enough to win it 
those are the ones that make the difference. And, uh, you know, that that's why, you know, you, when we talked about it just a few minutes ago, you know, trying, trying to figure out a way when you're only 70%, that's the way. All right. That's the way. And it's like, it's almost like there's no such thing as a set or a game. Like tennis is just a bunch of points like strung together. You know, if you start looking at games and sets, like you said, it's, you're not playing a game. You're playing the next point. It's like kind of similar to like that one day at a time. You know, you start like projecting out like, well, this week's going to be tough and this whole month's going to be brutal and God, this whole year, you know, it's like, bro, bro, you're just getting through today. Right. (laughs) You know, you just got to play this next point. Don't worry about the three points away from that. Just win this next one and then we'll talk, you know, get through this day and then we'll talk. That's, that's why, yeah, I, I, I remember uh, looking at the draw one time. That's why I never liked looking at the draw because I never wanted to get ahead of myself. I looked at the draw one time in a tournament in England uh, before Wimbledon and, and uh, to, 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 to see what, you know, not only what my draw was like, but who was, who was even playing the tournament. And it didn't matter because I didn't make it out of the first round. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a Queens? Yeah, so. Uh, no, it was a tournament in, uh, in a town called Chichester. Oh, cool. Uh, and because I didn't, I didn't play the French. That was uh, one of the, uh, uh, five or six years where I didn't play the French. So I was looking for some play before Wimbledon and, and, uh, yeah, you know, and then I, I walked off of there and said, I- I'm done. I'll never look at the draw again. And, and I, and I didn't. <laughs> so it's funny. All right. Next question. Tell me what made Guillermo Vila such a tough competitor. Oh, he, he was, I'm, I'm going to say this with the utmost respect, but I, I could never understand how he could do it. He would play a match, a, a three-hour match, and then, and then that afternoon he would go out and practice for another two hours or more. And so, I mean, so all that tells me is that, that you know, his, his mental toughness was, was pretty strong. You know, not, not only did he have a game that where – uh, you know, he, he could uh, wear you out and, and he could stay out there and play for four and five hours. But, you know, his work ethic was uh, was incredible. You know, the likes of, you know, which I, I don't think I've I've ever seen before or since uh, the the way he practiced and the way he, you know, and, and his matches weren't easy. Brad. I mean, he was more or less a baseliner and he wasn't really going to overpower uh, uh, his opponent with his serve, you know, his, uh, he was a uh, his ground strokes. I'm sorry. He was a grinder. He was a grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and top spin, but, but, uh, but he could, he could play, uh, you know, another guy that, uh, you know, say, you know, he'll play five hours with you. Right. He didn't care. And then after that, he'd go practice for another two. <laughs> he was, he was, it was crazy. And I remember seeing him out there. I said, man, aren't you tired? And, he just keep grinding, just keep out there and 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 uh, putting on the work. And as said, he got rewarded for it. He had one hell of a career. Yeah, one hell of a career. And when we had some fun times with him on the senior tour, he was on the senior tour, and he was, I mean, always smiling, always in a good mood, and at the cocktail parties, and just hanging out by the pool. And it was uh, good stuff. We had a good trip with him uh, down down south to Argentina, down to down, down to his uh, home country, where we played some exhibitions. It's a good story. We got to get into someday. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a that was a fun seven eight days, and and uh, uh, we went down there and went in the winter time, and and <laughs> we uh, we should get into that one day. Now's not the time, but we should talk about that because that was one heck of a, a good time. Yeah, we'll have to have Mr. William Lelly on to talk about it with the Red Dog. He was there with us. 
experiencing yeah. it all along the way. <laughs> oh my. Um, so that's it. I'm going to let you go. I got to take the golden doodle out. She's, uh, she's down here wanting to go for a little walksy poo. She's a little itchy. She's got a, oh like, boy. yeah, I think it's that time of year. It's like the end of summer where there's like bugs and stuff. I don't know, but she's getting a little, like uh, a little itchy on her, on her butt. So we got to get her outside and, and run her, run some of that energy out of her. Yeah. Get her a little bit of that, but uh, you know, she might have an allergy too, Brad, or so, uh, you know, maybe, you know, call the vet and, and, and see if maybe. you can give her, you know, a bit of a, a, a little piece of Benadryl or something that, uh, it might help that but yeah but in the meantime you can follow me at uh on twitter at jimmy connors and you can follow at adv connors uh, and then you can spell advantage connors out and follow us and you can follow brett at uh, brett underscore connors that's right and then uh we can uh, how do we find uh follow isabella uh, at gold dude isabella on instagram she's a star she's got more followers than we do melina manages her account so they're doing well over there uh and that's that's about it. I'm just I'm hanging. We're working Labor Cup this weekend. It's uh, Fed's playing doubles with Nadal uh, in his last match, so I'm working that tomorrow. Enjoy it. Yep. Take care, son, and and uh, always good being with you. But I uh, love you. Uh, give the girls a hug for us, and, uh, and and I'll be talking with you soon. All right. Take care. Talk to you guys next week. Peace. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.